It is wonderful to see all of you on this beautiful day as we celebrate the presence of God in our midst. We celebrate the greatness of the country in which we reside. I want to remind you of a couple of things as we begin. First, if you would please find at the end of each row of chairs the welcome pad. We'd love for you to sign in and let us know that you're here, especially if you're a guest or a visitor. Please uh, let us know that you're visiting with us on this day here at First Community Church. Second, I want to remind you that if you would please hold your applause until the end. In fact, skip ahead in your bulletin to page 10 and see where there's an anthem and then there's a benediction. Before the benediction at the end of that anthem, that would be a perfect place for you to uh, share your applause and your appreciation uh, for, for the, the beauty that you're about to experience. I also want to let you know that today we are thrilled that Judson Veach, who is our principal dancer on this day, is performing for the last time. Uh, as, as a professional dancer. He's going to be moving forward into uh, community service and serving his country. We're thrilled that he is here on this day for his final performance. And in fact, I believe one of his first performances was here at, at First Community Church. And then there's one more uh, introduction I want to make. You probably remember the Reverend Dr. Deb Lindsay. She's back here in worship with us. And I want Deb to stand so you can greet her, please.
Throughout the ages, human beings have turned to music as a means of addressing the sacred mystery that surrounds us. In family dwellings, in houses of worship, or in the temple of nature, wherever your people have gathered, we have lifted our voices in petition and thanksgiving. May we find our places in that great symphony of witnesses who cry out for joy within your courts.
gather this morning as the earth breaks out in flower, as longer days and softer nights give us time to remember that we are held each moment in your care. We rejoice in all the ways that love makes itself known, in tender and true relationships, in response to human needs, as parents care for children and children care for parents. Help us to turn with energetic love to a world in need of it, to reach beyond ourselves and those we find it easy to love. Form in us a resolve that is strong and unflagging in its pursuit of justice for those seeking safety, those still captive in unjust systems, and those who need our voices to speak for them. Incline your ear, O God, as we humbly offer words and music in response and in thanksgiving for your boundless love and grace. Amen. Children K through five are welcome to remain with us or they may head out for their Sunday school classes. Good to have you with us this morning. And again, to all of you, welcome to this service.
reading from Hebrew scripture today comes from 2 Samuel 23, 1 through 4. You can follow along in your bulletin. Now these are the last words of David, the oracle of David, son of Jesse, the oracle of the man whom God, ex God exalted, the anointed of the God of Jacob, the favorite of the strong one of Israel. The spirit of the Lord speaks through me. God's word is upon my tongue. The God of Israel has spoken. The rock of Israel has said to me, one who rules over people justly, ruling in the fear of God, is like the light of morning, like the sun rising on a cloudless morning, gleaming from the rain on the grassy land. Is not my house like this with God? For God has made with me an everlasting covenant, ordered in all things and secure. Here ends the first reading.
The second reading has this verse from the New Testament. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And then from our early American religious heritage, these verses from a Shaker hymn. Tis the gift to be simple, tis the gift to be free. Tis the gift to come down where we ought to be. And when we find ourselves in the place just right, will be in the valley of love and delight. When true simplicity is gained, to bow and to bend we shan't be ashamed. To turn, turn will be our delight, till by turning, turning we come round right.
It is commonly acknowledged that one of the great speeches in our American history in the 20th century was given by the civil rights activist, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., 55 years ago. The occasion was the March on Washington for jobs and freedom, end to poverty and end to racism. A quarter of a million people stood on the Washington Mall facing the Lincoln Memorial to hear his remarks. It was a defining moment of the civil rights movement. Toward the end of his speech, he began to go off of his prepared text just a little, encouraged by Mahalia Jackson speaking out to him and saying, tell them about the dream, Martin. Tell them about the dream. So on that historic day, with these historic words, this is what he said. This is what Dr. King said. I say to you today, my friends, so even though we face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, I still have a dream. It is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men are created equal. I have a dream that one day on the red hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood. I have a dream that one day even the state of Mississippi, a state sweltering with the heat of injustice, sweltering with the heat of oppression, will be transformed into an oasis of freedom, freedom and justice. I have a dream that my four little children will one, will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin I have a dream today. I have a dream that one day, down in Alabama, with its vicious racists, with its governor having his lips dripping with the words of interposition and nullification, one day, right there in Alabama, little black boys and black girls we'll be able to join hands with little white boys and white girls as sisters and brothers. I have a dream today. I have a dream that one day every valley shall be exalted. Every hill and mountain shall be made low. The rough places will be made plain and the crooked places will be made straight. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. And all flesh shall see it together. This is our hope. This is the faith that I go back to the South with. With this faith, 
We will be able to hew out of the mountain of despair. A stone of hope. With this faith, we will be able to transform the jangling discords of our nation into a beautiful symphony of brotherhood. With this faith, we will be able to work together, to pray together, to struggle together, to go to jail together, to stand up for freedom together, knowing that we will be free one day. And this will be the day. This will be the day when all of God's children will be able to sing with new meaning. My country, tis of thee, sweet land of liberty, of thee I sing. Land where my fathers died, land of the pilgrim's pride. From every mountainside, let freedom ring. And if America is to be a great nation, this must become true. So let freedom ring from the prodigious hilltops of New Hampshire. Let freedom ring from the mighty mountains of New York. Let freedom ring from the heightening Alleghenies of Pennsylvania. Let freedom ring from the snow-capped Rockies of Colorado. Let freedom ring from the curvaceous slopes of California. But not only that. Let freedom ring from snowed mountains of Georgia. Let freedom ring from Lookout Mountain in Tennessee. Let freedom ring from every hill and mole hill of Mississippi. From every mountainside, let freedom ring. And when this happens, when we allow freedom to ring, when we let it ring from every village and every hamlet, from every state and every city, we will be able to speed up that day when all of God's children, black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics, will be able to join hands and sing in the words of the old Negro spirituals. Free at last, free at last, thank God Almighty, we are free at last.
Eternal Spirit, Earthmaker, Pain-Bearer, Life-Giver, Source of all that is and that shall be, Father and Mother of us all, Loving God in whom is heaven, the hallowing of your name echo through the universe, the way of your justice be followed by the peoples of the world. Your heavenly will be done by all created beings, your commonwealth of peace and freedom, sustain our hope and come on earth. With the bread we need for today, feed us. In the hurts we absorb from one another, forgive us. From trials too great to endure, spare us. For you reign in the glory of the power that is love, now and forever. Amen. It is now time to receive our morning tithes and offerings, and there are many missions and ministries that we support. There are many ways that we give of ourselves. We give with our time, our talent, our treasure. However we give, let us give with a sense of joy and gratitude, thanksgiving for all. And as we give, please know if you'd like to support this beautiful music and dance and times we have together, use the envelope which is inserted in your bulletin. And uh, all other loose offerings will go to the other missions and ministries of First Community Church. But however you give, let us give now generously.
Let us pray. Creator God, we have heard your call, beckoning us to a life of love and service, here in daily, persistent, and sometimes courageous ways, we offer our lives and these gifts. Amen. The Gospel reading for today comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 18, 1 through 7. The words are printed in your bulletin. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called a child whom he put among them, and he said, truly, I tell you, unless you change and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever becomes humble like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. If any of you put a stumbling block before one of these little ones who believe in me, it would be better for you if a great millstone were fastened around your neck and you were drowned in the depth of the sea. Woe to the world because of stumbling blocks. Occasions for stumbling are bound to come, but woe to the one by whom the stumbling block comes. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The reading from American history is an excerpt. In fact, it's the conclusion of Abraham Lincoln's second inaugural address. Many historians consider it the greatest speech that he give, delivered during his presidency, and many others believe it is one of the greatest speeches ever given in the United States of America. Hear these words. With malice toward none, with charity for all, with firmness in the right as God gives us to see the right, let us strive on to finish the work we are in, to bind up the nation's wounds, to care for him who shall have borne the battle and for his widow and his orphan, to do all which may achieve and cherish a just and lasting peace among ourselves and with all nations. Earlier in the speech, President Lincoln quoted Matthew 18. It's the text you just heard from a moment ago. In his inaugural address, he said, Woe to the one who is a stumbling block. In fact, he used the King James Version of that text and said, Woe to the one who brings an offense. Lincoln was referring to the offense of slavery. He was naming it out loud. He was calling it what it was, calling it a sin. Another word for offense, another word for stumbling block is the Greek word skandalizo, which means to cause a scandal, to cause one to fall. Lincoln was clear. Slavery must end. But in the speech, he was brilliant in the way he described it. He did not refer to slavery as a problem of the South. He called it American slavery. If the United States of America was going to move forward in a united way, then the United States of America must equally own its sin of slavery. Lincoln was brilliant in the way he did this. And in fact, some referred to it as a brilliant sermon. Frederick Douglass, the, the one who was set free, the great American statesman, after hearing Lincoln's second inaugural address, declared it was more like a sermon than a state speech. 
And indeed it was. And as we look deeper into the text from Matthew 18 that Mr. Lincoln referred to, we find that there's more at work than that simple recognition of offense. The disciples are gathered with Jesus and they're asking each other, and then they finally ask Jesus, what will it take to be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? The problem sounds, the question sounds awkward, but it really wasn't the question that was the problem. It was their assumption of what it means to be great. For them, greatness comes with, with power, with control, with fame, with notoriety, with those sorts of things. Jesus wanted them to understand it differently in order to make sure they saw what he meant. He called for a child, maybe one that was crying and making some noise and irritating the folks in the crowd. He said, bring the child to me. He set the child before them and he said, if any want to be great in the kingdom of heaven, become like this little one. Become like this child. Here is your model. It's hard for us to hear the radicalness of this act, for us to see how amazing it is for Jesus. The disciples had drawn a circle around Jesus and themselves. Okay, Lord, it's us. We're here. We're together. We're inside this circle now. What do we need to do to be great? How do we move up in, in, in rank here? And Jesus reaches outside of the circle to an outsider, to a weak one, a humble one, a child and sets it before them. You see, in, in antiquity, maybe 40% of children would make it to the age of 16. What Jesus was saying was, this one really has no strength. This one has no power. This one has no might. This is one in whom God's love is made real. Become like this one, and you will be a part of the kingdom. And the way a church or a nation treats its youngest members its smallest and weakest citizens is a description of, a, of how great that country is, of how strong that church may be. Lincoln understood that America at its greatest was America at its humblest. This idea of the weak and the humble can be, can be extended. It can be extended outwards to others that we might include. In fact, earlier today we heard the choir sing my favorite anthem of all time, <clears throat> my, my favorite, Come Thou Fount of every blessing. In the third stanza begins, Jesus sought me when a stranger. That is the summary of the gospel. That is the summary of the message of the Bible from the beginning to the end. This is the single thing that God wants to do. Bring the stranger home. Bring the stranger in. Welcome them as though they are sister or brother. Jesus sought me when a stranger. This is what Abraham was sent to Palestine to proclaim. Not to be an enclosed community walled off from the rest of the world, but a light to the nations, Abraham said. From Moses and the law of Moses, he reminds his people, you were once a wandering stranger in the land of Egypt. You were the foreigner. You were the slave. You were the outsider. When those come to your land, welcome them. Greet them. Jesus did the same in his ministry. He was continually reaching outside of the circle to the other, the stranger, the foreigner, the forgotten, the untouchable, and bringing them home, bringing them inside. You see, Abraham Lincoln, he knew his Bible. His audience knew their Bible. They heard these themes being spoken. They understood what, what Mr. Lincoln was saying. In order for us to be great again, we must humbly acknowledge our sin, the sin of slavery, and like a child, move forward with faith and hope into the future. He was naming the past while at the same time claiming the days ahead. It's a beautiful speech.
one that continues to resonate across this land even today. And then he closes with the words you heard, with malice toward none and charity for all. These are, again, biblical themes. To, to, be, to practice malice is to practice intending to do evil against another. Mr. Lincoln says no more to slavery, no more to racism, no more. And then he says the word charity, a word that we think of differently today. In context, Lincoln meant it in its, in its original root, agape love, the inclusive love of God given to all the world. He's essentially saying to the country, we're leaving malice and evil and racism behind, moving forward in the name and in the spirit of love. He wasn't merely baptizing his speech with Christian-sounding words. He was proclaiming clearly, calling on the people to humbly, like children, embrace each other, welcome the stranger, and move forward together into the future. May it be so. These lines of poetry by Emma Lazarus are inscribed on a bronze plaque on the pedestal of the Statue of Liberty. Not like the brazen giant of Greek fame with conquering limbs astride from land to land. Here at our sea-washed sunset gates shall stand a mighty woman with a torch whose flame is imprisoned lightning, and her name, Mother of Exiles. From her beacon hand glows worldwide welcome. Her mild eyes command the air-bridged harbor that Twin Cities frame. Keep, ancient lands, your storied pomp, cries she with silent lips. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free. The wretched refuse of your teeming shore, send these, the homeless, tempest-tossed to me. I lift my lamp beside the golden door.
Sisters and brothers, as we leave this place, leave now with the freedom of love ringing in our ears today and forever. Amen. Fledging newspaper in Washington, D.C. decided to have an essay contest for children. And when they gave the awards at the Smithsonian Institute, they decided something special had to happen. So they commissioned America's March King, John Philip Sousa, to write a brand new march for the occasion. The audience loved it. It became famous in the United States as well as Europe. The name of the march? The same as the newspaper, the Washington Post. <laughs>